It's time to be all that you can be in 23, starting with a cold plunge to get a natural boost in energy. Focus, discipline, and resilience. The plunge can provide you with all that brilliance. This is the ultimate home cold water therapy experience. A sleek, slick, custom-designed unit that gives you ready access to a cold bath of clean, filtered, circulating water that you can set to your desired temperature. Don't fool around lugging bags of ice from the supermarket for once-in-a-while action. Get the plunge so you will actually stick with your protocol and enjoy it. Visit at thecoldplunge.com to learn all about this sensational product and the benefits of therapeutic cold water exposure. They'll deliver a plunge to your home for free, and then you have easy, simple setup, regular plug-in, and you're off and running. I set mine to 39. I don't spend a lot of time, but the experience is prime, and I'm focused and energized for a fantastic day and more resilient against all other forms of stress in life. Take the plunge, people, and also check out their new Rebounder mini trampoline to pair with plunging and optimize lymphatic function. It's all at thecoldplunge.com, and you can't lose with their generous 30-day money-back guarantee and special discount for BRAD podcast listeners using the code BRAD, thecoldplunge.com. The BRAD podcast is brought to you by... MOFO, male optimization formula with organs to boost testosterone. Brad's macadamia masterpiece, mind-blowing nut butter blend, now offered on Amazon. Chili technology, temperature-controlled mattress systems for a good night's sleep. InsideTracker.com, offering blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data all in one place and Organifi, whole food organic superfood supplements and drink blends. And please visit the shopping page at bradkearns.com for my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance with great discounts for listeners. Here we go with the show. Monitoring that aerobic heart rate and doing the vast majority of your cardiovascular workouts at or below the 180 minus age number is the key to success with endurance goals. If you get sore, that's an indication that you overdid it and your muscles are requiring uh, repair. So the energy, the protein synthesis that occurs after workout is going toward repairing the muscles rather than making them uh, bigger or stronger, uh, more fit. If you're trying to drop excess body fat, the surest path to get there is to first get metabolically healthy and then engage in uh, prolonged fasting and carbohydrate restriction to lower your overall insulin production. Hey, listeners, thank you so much for writing in and setting up this wonderful Q&A show. This is actually going to be more of a community experience than straight question and answers because so many of the messages are people writing in, sharing their successes and enthusiasm. So I think you're going to get some inspiration and good fuzzy feelings out of a lot of these comments. And then we're going to get into some important questions and tips too. Uh, But let's start out with the bright, sunshiny message from uh, signed by Tri Positive. This is 
is a joyous day. I've been following you from your old podcast. I'm 48 years old and I turned triathlete about five years ago. I've been trying on and off for three years. And finally today, I did a 5K run keeping my heart rate at or below his maximum aerobic number of 133 beats per minute. I gave up several times before. I had to stop running before one kilometer and walk because my heart rate was too high. I'd revisit again and again. And this summer, once again, attempting many 180 minus age runs where I had to walk instead of make it all the way through. Finally, in the spring, uh, I was able to go one kilometer, keeping it at 132. And now he achieved all the way up to uh, 5K at an aerobic pace. And that's such a great example with this short message of how the power of the aerobic training approach where you're allowed to build and build and build your fitness and your fat burning capabilities without the interruption caused by overly stressful workouts that give you muscle soreness and fatigue and put you at risk of breakdown and illness. So just by going comfortably, he was able to increase the duration of time that he could keep his heart rate, uh, keep his running pace without having to walk uh, and maintaining the same heart rates. So it takes a lot of patience. Uh, a lot of people are out there uh, with these endurance goals wanting to blow off a lot of extra energy from uh, the many sedentary and comfortable, convenient patterns that we have in modern life. But there's a proper way to do it. And there's a crazy way to do it that uh, adds more stress to your life rather than helps you become a competent athlete. So uh, monitoring that aerobic heart rate and doing the vast majority of your cardiovascular workouts at or below the 180 minus age number is the key to success with endurance goals. And the next letter comes from Scott Wilson. Oh my gosh, you're going to love where all the uh, listeners hail from because we're going to take an entire trip around the globe. It's so cool to connect with people that far away, especially in the great nation of New Zealand. Uh, so Scott is a 57-year-old New Zealander, comes from, I, I come to learn later after exchanging a couple emails, a very athletic family with fabulous uh, running sons that are out there breaking records and uh, going on with uh, great achievements. One of them came over to run at the university level here in America. So that's a quite a long journey. Uh, but anyway, a lot of good stuff going on in the family. And in Scott's case, he says, I started listening to you and Sisson back in 2010. You both changed my life. I had to have a second back surgery from old soccer injury. And while I was seeing the doctor, he told me I had to start pumping some statins because my cholesterol was too high and I wanted to try things out. I told the doctor before uh, going to the pharmaceutical route, and that succeeded very well for him. He took the paleo plunge. He spent 30 days sticking to the guidelines, and after one month, this is a guy in the doctor's office facing his mortality and getting dispensed these very uh, high risk with high side effects statins that people use routinely, but they're very depleting to the body. And it's sending you down a questionable road when you realize how easy it is to uh, write your numbers with dietary modifications. So he decided, what the heck? Give me a month, doc, before I go fill the prescription. And in 30 days, he had lost five kilograms of visceral fat. That is 12 pounds? Yeah. Uh, so he wasn't overweight to begin with, but he got rid of that belly fat, making a huge metabolic transformation in a very short time. His cholesterol uh, went right below the... Um, right into the, the safe zone, so below the cutoff, so he was no longer a candidate for statins. 
Also, my inflammation from my back went down and my surgeon was able to cancel my surgery. I've been pretty much pain-free since then. That was back in 2012. He's setting himself up for surgery and pharmaceutical intervention. And instead, just by fixing up his diet, uh, he's feeling great. How inspirational is that? Wow, canceling surgery because the inflammation was corrected. I wonder how many surgeries have been had uh, by people who easily could have made uh, a different intervention and spared themselves the knife. And oh my gosh, I'm thinking of myself right now uh, because as you may know from listening to shows, uh, I dealt with a gnarly, annoying knee injury that put me out of my precious high jumping and sprinting workouts for six months. Uh, that's a long time for a knee injury that's seemingly minor because I could do a lot of things without pain, like hike and walk and jog. I just couldn't do my go-to workouts or I'd get pain there right in the knee joint. So I was thinking, look, this thing's not getting better. I'm probably going to have to have surgery. I mean, six months, the, the guys in the NFL have a total destruction of the knee, major reconstructive surgery, and they're back on the field in seven weeks or nine weeks. And so what's going on here, man? Something's wrong. Uh, I had a consultation with the top orthopedist that operates on all the, uh, the U.S. ski team members. I had an MRI scheduled on the books. And then uh, somehow, finally, I got wise and started going to super high quality physical therapy providers. Uh, Rod Shorey, my old friend in Los Angeles, uh, took one look at my knee. Literally, he examined me for about two or three minutes. And he said, there's nothing wrong with your knee, man but your muscles are all tight and knotted up and dysfunctional and you have to work on improving your mobility in your hip area and your quads. Uh, I got further care up here in Lake Tahoe at PT Revolution and these guys were fantastic. They dug into those muscles, loosened them up. Uh, I continued with the stretching protocols that were recommended by the physical therapist and all of a sudden my knee's fine as it was all along, it was just the referred pain from dysfunctional muscles. But who knows, if I hadn't seen these guys, maybe I would have marched all the way into, oh, an exploratory surgery or whatever they do uh, for people like that, in my case, where they really can't figure out what's going on. <sighs> so anyway, Scott Wilson says, thanks to you. Uh, Mark Sisson, Phil Maffetone, Kelly Starrett. These, these guys are my wingman. And now I can sort out, anytime I do experience back pain, I can usually sort it out in about five minutes. Uh, it comes from sitting too long or overdoing it in workouts, but he goes through his uh, stretching mobility sequences and he feels better. So I love your B-Rad podcast, Scott says. You're quite inspirational. I laugh at least once during every podcast. Thank you very much. I like that. Uh, I even like your rap. I wasn't quite sure the first time. Uh, he goes on and says, I'm also trying out your micro workouts and the high-intensity repeat training protocol. Uh, that's the acronym coined by Dr. Craig Marker, uh, where your sprint sessions, your explosive efforts are a little more gentle on the body because you take luxurious rest intervals and you don't uh, sprint for uh, longer than between 10 and 20 seconds. And that sprint could be uh, a kettlebell uh, set. It could be an actual running sprint. It could be anything uh, non-impact, uh, but adhering to that high-intensity repeat training protocol, he's experiencing benefits from that. And what a great note. He says, I'm going to go leave you a five-star review. That's the only choice you give me. <laughs> and uh, Auckland, New Zealand, weighing in. The next letter comes from Jérôme Riviere, a Frenchman, 42 years old, living in the amazing, wonderful island of Réunion in the Indian Ocean. 
yeah, look this place up. It's off the coast of Madagascar. I almost went there for a race back in 1988, and I didn't quite make it over there. The fax machines were going back and forth. I was trying to make it work. And too bad, because they had a, a very prominent event there. It was an extremely grueling, uh, long-distance triathlon. I think it was a 75-mile bike ride, 20-mile run, uh, climbing up this volcano. It's a volcanic island. A pretty cool place. Maybe I'll visit there someday. But it's so awesome to know that uh, we have BRAD podcast listeners all the way out there in La Réunion. And I calculated roughly that's probably the furthest away you can get from uh, the west coast of America. Because if you get on a plane... Uh, you could go in either direction. It would still be, I don't know, 24 plus hours of flight time. So Jerome says, I love sports in general and running, trail running. We have a renowned ultra trail run here called the Grand Raid. It takes place in October. Some of the best guys in the world come over. He says, I wanted to thank you immensely for all the work you do for the endurance community and for others who want to live a healthy life. He's participating in the super awesome Primal Endurance Mastery Course. And if you are an endurance athlete and you haven't heard me talk about this before, please go over to uh, bradkearns.com shop page and you can click on the Primal Endurance Mastery Course. It'll take you over there. You can get nine introductory videos to find out all what's going to go in this wonderful course. It's the most comprehensive course about endurance training and racing you will ever find. Uh, I put together uh, dozens of interviews with the greatest athletes and coaches of all time and all kinds of instruction material. So it's a total immersive experience. It's really great. And we're still getting a lot of compliments on it. So it's ready there for you. Uh, check it out if you're into endurance training and trying to pursue goals in this sport, which can easily become unhealthy and imbalanced if you don't do it the right way. The mastery course is what it's all about. Uh, Jerome says, I'm very sensitive to the health aspects because I learn myself and see all around me uh, that sport can be a great thing if we do it a certain way, but a very sad thing if we do it intensively all day long. Good job on the English, man. I mean, can you imagine writing a letter in French to somebody, this guy's killing it. I appreciate the very clear message that you're giving. Uh, in endurance sports like running, cycling, trail running, overtraining is often the rule because of the durability of the trainings and the mantra, no pain, no gain. And he's pointing out some great insights that he's pulled from some of the podcasts and from other leaders in the space. He likes that concept of greasing the groove. Uh, that's a quote from Pavel Sutzelin, the noted kettlebell trainer. And greasing the groove uh, is analogous to uh, what I like to call micro-workouts, where you're just uh, doing a set here and there. You're not exhausting yourself. You're not fatiguing yourself. But you're living this active lifestyle, and you're sprinkling in these little bouts of explosive effort that uh, over time uh, add up to have an, a, a massive, fantastic cumulative fitness benefit. So you're greasing your groove, greasing your groove without burning yourself out. Uh, he also mentioned uh, Firaz Zahabi, the noted MMA trainer. There's a great clip you can find on YouTube of him talking on Joe Rogan podcast about uh, not getting sore with your workouts. And he's uh, talking about training world champions as well as novices. He does not want them to get sore because if you get sore, uh, that's an indication that you overdid it and your muscles are requiring uh, repair. So the energy, the protein synthesis that occurs after a workout 
is going toward repairing the muscles rather than making them uh, bigger or stronger, uh, more fit. So you basically, if you overdid it, you have to repair that damage and that gets in the way of graceful and uninterrupted fitness progress. Uh, Dr. Maffetone has said this for a long time. He does not think muscle soreness is a great idea and you should try to avoid it at all costs. Now, you're going to get sore uh, when you do something uh, new and unusual, right? So you can be the fittest person on the planet. And when you go out there and take a few pulls on the water ski rope for the first uh, outing of the season, you're probably going to get super sore because there's almost no way to approximate water ski uh, going in the gym and lifting weights. So anything that's new and unusual is going to get you sore. And the other way to get sore are those eccentric muscle contractions where, for example, you're lowering the weight. So it's not raising the weight that's causing those micro tears in the muscles uh, that results in soreness. It's actually lowering the weight and uh, fighting gravity in an eccentric manner. Another example of an eccentric contraction is running downhill, right? That's why downhill running makes you so sore is you're landing and you're absorbing the impact, but it's sort of uh, in a way that's stretching the muscle, uh, causing micro tears. So uh, by training within your capabilities, not extending yourself too hard and pushing yourself too hard with more reps and more sets, you're going to be able to avoid this recurring muscle soreness that easily uh, can lead to an overly stressful workout program. Uh, so he mentions Maffetone. He mentions Craig Marker, the hit versus hurt. We have a whole show on that concept. So please listen to that. Uh, he listens to the TED Talk that I reference often uh, by Dr. James O'Keefe. So this guy is definitely uh, doing his homework and putting all these insights together to have a graceful and enjoyable approach to endurance training down there in La Reunion. Thank you so much for the letter, Jerome. And next, uh, Jeff writes in and asks about the uh, compare and contrast of the different sauna opportunities, the infrared sauna versus the traditional hot sauna where you're getting to the high temperatures or they call it a dry sauna. Uh, I'm 44 year old, looking to be the best version of myself. Thank you so much, Brad. And can you answer these questions? So uh, I've looked into this and I, the guys I follow and respect a lot, uh, Kelly Starrett, it talks about this really nicely. Um, he really wants to see you in the hot dry sauna and the elevated uh, temperature causing profuse sweating is where you get some really nice detoxification benefits. Uh, my former podcast guest, Chris Kelly, is also big on this idea that a, a dry sauna, hot dry sauna, is a great way to detox. Uh, by contrast, the infrared sauna is not so hot in there that it's going to prompt profuse sweating. Uh, it has sort of a different effect where it kind of cooks your body like a microwave, so you enjoy those cellular benefits of uh, sauna experience. But in a different manner than the dry sauna because I believe the infrareds uh, will only go up to 130 degrees or so. I've had a few uh, uh, visits in there and those are nice and have a lot of benefits. Some people are concerned about the EMF exposure from infrared sauna. So you want to get a model that is sort of EMF certified is uh, not being a concern there. Uh, ben Greenfield talks about that a lot and I believe he touts one of the brands that uh, is, is arguing that there's no EMF concerns with that sauna, but maybe some of the cheap ones that you find uh, might be giving you some exposure to electromagnetic fields that could have an adverse health impact. So do a little research there. Uh, but with the dry sauna, you know I'm a huge enthusiast of it. These wonderful kits from Almost Heaven Sauna are so easy to put together with just a handyman and 
boy, you are good to go with wonderful temperature therapy at your disposal. Oh my gosh, I am so dialed with my chest freezer for the cold water exposure anytime I want. And then right there, a few steps away, entering the almost heaven barrel sauna and heating that thing up to over 200 degrees. Environmental hormesis, uh, Paul Saladino calls it, when you expose yourself to extreme temperatures in a therapeutic manner and get all these wonderful antioxidant, immune-supporting, anti-inflammatory, cognitive function benefits, both hot and cold, uh, on a similar uh, in a similar realm, uh, stimulate these uh, great cellular and hormonal responses. So I'm a big fan, but I do like to get into the really hot temperatures, and I go for it, man. I do the sauna on a double cycle so I can get it even hotter. And then as soon as I enter uh, my hot, dry sauna, uh, I will commence a set of 40 push-ups and 40 squats. And that'll get me sweating really quickly. And then I just lie there and relax. And it's the most relaxing sensation. I feel like I enter a trance-like state where I'm not falling asleep when it's 200 degrees in there, but I'm just so relaxed and laying there, letting the sweat pour out. And then at the appropriate time, you definitely don't want to overdo it. And I actually have uh, on a couple times, maybe stayed in there too long where afterward I kind of feel a little goofy for a while. So there's a sweet spot that you'll learn really easily when it comes to exposing yourself to the uh, the, the super hot dry saunas. Uh, but Chris Kelly, Nourish Balance Thrive, has a great detox protocol if you're concerned about that stuff. And gee, I wasn't too concerned about it until I came up with my comprehensive testing that I ran through the Nourish Balance Thrive program. And it was identified that I had toxic plastic residue and also petroleum byproducts in my bloodstream. Nasty. Uh, Speculated that possibly from consuming uh, plastic water bottles that had been heated up in the sun uh, and also maybe uh, from growing up in the San Fernando Valley and breathing nasty air uh, when I was a young guy for many years. That's one functional medicine healer speculated, and she has uh, numerous clients that, uh, the same, where they grew up in uh, horrible, polluted uh, urban air and uh, still uh, showing the impact uh, in, in blood results. And so the detox protocol that Chris Kelly recommends uh, in response to getting this this crap out of my bloodstream once in for all is to, uh, in a fasted state, go into the sauna, uh, sweat profusely, uh, but pop a niacin before you head in there. And you know the true niacin, they they have now anti-flush niacin supplements. Uh, so I'm going for the flush, so I'm going for the, the straight stuff. And you take a little bit of niacin. I don't know if you ever tried that, but boy, your skin gets all tingly, you can turn red, and it could be a little bit uncomfortable at first to have this huge experience of uh, dilating blood vessels throughout your body and then entering the sauna uh, to sweat it out. Uh, but boy, it's pretty uh, it's pretty intense and it, it feels great. And then when you're sweating profusely, you immediately go into the shower and scrub your skin aggressively all over your body with Dr. Bronner's or another uh, natural high quality like the Dr. Bronner's Castile soap. So that is a detox protocol. Continue fasting for a little bit after that and you're on your way to cleaning up your act. Okay, people, yeah, go look at almostheaven.com and see what kind of sauna opportunities they have. Maybe it's time for you to get one in your backyard or your garage or your deck. 
Okay. Uh, also asked in the same email, Jeff was uh, wondering, what shoes do you wear to do sprinting, cross-training, or jogging and running long distance? So I've been wearing the Vibram Five Fingers for 14 years now, and I have no problem sprinting in them, no problem taking long hikes in them, uh, or jogging, or what have you. Uh, but it takes a while to acclimate. So I strongly recommend uh, getting the minimalist footwear and trying to uh, get a more minimalist experience in your life. A starting point would probably be walking around the house barefoot as much as possible and then just going for uh, some of these uh, shoe opportunities and integrating them carefully and steadily into your routine so that you don't have a traumatic experience like so many people relate that they they took off their cushy, cushy running shoes, uh, donned a pair of Vibrams and got uh, a muscle injury. Of course you're going to because you've been living a lifetime wearing cushy shoes. Uh, But after this long, the Vibram are my go-to shoe uh, for doing a lot of activity, especially in the gym and lifting weights. They're really nice to have. I mean, you can see uh, some of the enthusiasts are lifting weights barefoot these days because you get uh, the best uh, proprioception when your actual bare feet are touching the ground and uh, hoisting a weight. It gives you kind of an advantage because you can see uh, where the balance point is much better than uh, wearing clunky shoes. Uh, but beyond Vibrams with a little more protection uh, are the great uh, model called the New Balance Minimus MT20. And I go on eBay and look for the used pairs because they don't make this model anymore. Same with my favorite pair of Vibrams. Uh, the Bikila LS is no longer made and so I'm always looking and lurking on eBay for uh, used pairs that'll come up. <laughs> yeah, the, the Minimus MT20 also has zero drop, so there's zero elevation change between the heel and the toe, and that's a term that you want to look for, that zero drop or minimal drop. Maybe you'll get a shoe with three millimeters or four millimeters and then work your way toward uh, being able to function in a zero drop shoe. The Merrill Trail Glove is also a great zero drop shoe. And there's uh, different uh, models and versions of that. Uh, But Merrill makes a really nice shoe. So uh, look for those. That's my answer. Thank you so much for for writing about sauna and footwear. Uh, David Nurse is writing in from Nova Scotia. So if you're keeping track, oh my gosh, we got New Zealand, we got La Reunion, and now we got Nova Scotia. Uh, thank you so much, you and Mark, for your work. I found Primal Endurance four years ago after hearing you, Brad, on the Trail Runner Nation podcast. Oh, yeah, love those guys. And uh, go listen to that podcast if you're into ultra running. Uh, so your advice has really helped me. I adopted a math approach and have remained mostly injury-free for years. I was able to build up and finish a 50-miler and 250Ks in the last few years off way less training mileage than most experts would recommend. I went into these races rested and relaxed and enjoyed the experience of delivering uh, that all-out maximum effort on race day rather than, you know, killing yourself in training leading up to these races, which is what happens to a lot of the runners. They're on the starting line. They've done a ton of hard work to get there, but they're also a little bit depleted and not at full strength. And then the race really, really gets you, really takes a lot out of you. Um, David also says, I've been doing micro workouts, walking every day after I drop my kids at the bus. JFW, just F and walk, is definitely an important part of my strategy. I've also tried out some cold therapy and I try to get to my uh, local saw for a sauna regularly. And this is all fun stuff that's uh, been inspired by listening to the podcast. So thank you. And boy, David, thanks a lot for, uh, for listening and writing in. That's really great. 
And he says, hey, if you're looking for new exciting subjects, I'd love to hear more advice about parenting. I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old maximum aerobic function training. We can never get enough of that message. And maybe for uh, topics about a healthy sex life for men in our 40s and 50s. And oh my gosh, your wish has come true because uh, just before this show, we published the insights on testosterone, libido, and healthy sexual function. So we're trying to hit all those hot topics and being rad in life. Yeah. Thank you for writing in, David. Next, we go to Minnesota and Terry Ingram writing in. Thank you for everything you do in the world of nutrition and wellness. Your personality resonates with the title of the podcast. All right. I like your humility, sense of humor. I've learned so much from you. Also 58. And like so many others, I've turned my life around, learning how to fuel my body with nutrient-dense foods and daily movement of my body. I'm really enjoying the MoFo pills. I think they definitely help. Also working are the cold showers and daily breathing exercises I'm doing doing with the Wim Hof method. Wim Hof says, I'm getting high on my own supply. And you say, I'm getting over myself. So we're all good going through. Maybe I'll meet you one of these days when uh, the, the world opens back up. And thank you so much for writing, Terry. Uh, James Hall, frequent uh, writer and listener, always with some good insights. Uh, he wants to know about striking a balance between fasting and fueling, especially when you're training through cold British winters. Hey, interesting topic, James, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Uh, I've actually been personally on a kick to make an effort to consume more nutritious food. Uh, Inspired by folks like Dr. Tommy Wood, Chris Kelly from Nourish Balance Thrive, uh, Rob Wolf's recent show, and this concept, this idea that when you're super fit and active, when you have good blood work, when you have good body composition, uh, you stand to benefit less from fasting and even uh, carbohydrate restriction in the ketogenic realm than someone who has some metabolic damage that they're trying to recover from or having a frustrating time trying to drop excess body fat. So if you're trying to drop excess body fat, the surest path to get there is to first get metabolically healthy and then engage in uh, prolonged fasting and carbohydrate restriction to lower your overall insulin production. Uh, That's also one of the key health factors uh, to avoid the epidemic disease patterns uh, in the modern world, uh, which would be uh, metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, obesity, and related cancers and and heart disease dysfunction from uh, from overeating. Uh, But I think we all have to uh, address this challenge uh, personally and individually and for in my personal experience, uh, you know, I'm concerned with peak performance uh, as much as uh, avoiding disease risk factors. But in the absence of disease risk factors, it seems to make sense to me uh, what Rob Wolf and Tommy Wood and Chris Kelly are saying. Uh, Rob Wolf's great one-liner from the show. He said, uh, if you want to live longer, lift more weights and eat more protein. Right. So if you can uh, maintain that muscle mass, that's going to be one of the most profound longevity factors identified. And in order to maintain muscle mass, you have to work the muscles, right? You have to throw some iron around or uh, stretch the X3 bar or pull the stretch cords, uh, put your body weight under resistance from doing push ups, kettlebells, whatever it is. And when you're working those muscles hard, especially as you advance into the older age groups and you have uh, uh, less ability to synthesize 
metabolize protein efficiently, less ability than, uh, you know, someone like my son in his 20s who can, uh, you know, recover more easily than me from throwing weight around. That's when you want to really look at uh, how to optimize your diet. Uh, Dr. Tommy Wood had a great uh, insight on our show back in uh, 2018, I believe, and he counsels his athletic types to eat as much nutritious food as possible until they gain one pound of body fat. And then you dial it back. Obviously, you're eating plenty and you're starting to add fat. So that's kind of your balance point right there. Pretty simple. Uh, But the idea that the athletic type who's performing physical feats has a much greater nutritional need than someone who is uh, less active and doesn't demand that much from their body. So you know, he, he made the quip, I, I put it in the recent book, you know, he says, I'm looking at these uh, diet reports from the athletes and they'll write down breakfast, uh, two eggs and half an avocado. And he's back, he's coming back at them saying, come on, man, eat a real breakfast, make it six eggs and a full avocado, right? You're an athlete, you need the energy, you need the nutrition. And as I talk about with my experience with ancestral supplements and trying to up my game when it comes to consuming liver, liver and other organ meat, and supplement aggressively, I really do think it's uh, made a big impact in the last two years that I've been pounding the ancestral supplements and making a concerted effort to consume more liver and more superfoods in my diet, the pastured eggs, uh, the oily cold water fish like sardines and salmon, uh, the the steak like the ribeye, meat on the bone, and all the things that I'm emphasizing in my diet more so than I was before. I feel like I have an overall improvement, a higher baseline uh, daily routine energy level and a little bit better uh, recovery and most uh, profoundly uh, a reduction in the symptoms and the severity of these crash and burn patterns that I've experienced for my entire adult life going back to my triathlon times where I'd feel great, I'd feel great, I'd train hard, I'd be with the big boys. And then uh, out of nowhere sometimes, I'd just be down and out for maybe two days, three days, maybe a week uh, where I just had subpar daily energy levels, uh, feeling lazy, not feeling like doing my regular workout patterns. And then I'd come out of it and bounce back and feel fine. Uh, but, you know, the genetic differences between different athletic specimens and the uh, the optimal training load is so disparate that you really have to figure these things out for yourself. And these crash and burn patterns were probably be, uh, largely me trying to keep up to a regimen that was too much for me. But I also feel like it's so difficult to nourish yourself and recover optimally with you know impeccable dietary habits every single day that I do think the supplements like MoFo and the other ancestral supplements can really help and also uh, pointing your focus more toward those superfoods like the pastured eggs and uh, trying to get some liver down. And I know liver's not the greatest tasting uh, food on the planet, uh, but the thing that's really worked well for me is uh, thawing out that liver a bit. Usually it comes frozen from the store, right? and then chopping it into tiny little blocks and salting the heck out of it and getting it back in the freezer to the point where you're consuming raw frozen liver in these little cubes and you just chew on them. They don't have that strong taste. So basically you have to take the container out of the freezer till it thaws just enough to where you can break off a piece from the the cuts you've already made, you know, just enough to be able to to chew it and then uh, put it back in the freezer. And boy, it's made it so much easier for me to consume 
liver on a regular basis. And if even that doesn't work for you, then pound those supplements and really give it a nice uh, test run for 90 days where you're taking uh, MOFO and perhaps some uh, complementary uh, products like the uh, grass-fed liver or the grass-fed organ mix. You can find everything on ancestralsupplements.com and use that discount code Kearns to get 10% off. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, trying everything possible, optimized lifestyle for peak performance, and of course, speedy recovery being the key to all that. Okay, so there's less justification for extended aggressive fasting and zero carbing on the diet because a high-intensity workout uh, is a stressor in a similar manner to fasting, right? So when you're uh, burning up a lot of energy on a tough workout, you're starving your cells of energy just like you are when you don't eat a meal. And so if you stack those, right, if you're fasting, doing tough workouts, and then bringing in wild card number three, in my case, being in the advanced age groups, those could be uh, an accumulation of stressors that are a bit too much. And I have found, especially in conjunction with my high-intensity workouts, I believe it's benefiting me to go home and slam extra food and extra carbs in the aftermath of these challenging workouts. So uh, I do like the strategy of targeting your carbohydrate intake uh, around periods of time where you're burning up those carbs. And we know uh, with the the caveat that uh, when you're consuming carbs uh, without uh, burning off a lot of energy, that's when we get into the uh, metabolic patterns that are uh, super unhealthy and leading to a lifetime of disease demise and accelerated aging. So that's the essence of modern disease is eating too much, eating too often, and forcing your body to process these extra calories. That's a big difference from coming home from a, a great, wonderful outing and then uh, hitting the, uh, the nutritious food hard. Again, there's no justification for consuming nutrient-deficient carbohydrates like a Slurpee or a root beer or a bag of Skittles after your workout. So we're talking about things that provide some nutritional value. Maybe you're going to go for the sweet potatoes or the extra fruit, or in my case, uh, the peripheral carbs that come from uh, high-fat dairy products, uh, high cacao percentage dark chocolate, uh, the nut butters like Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece. Yeah, now we're talking. Uh, ben Greenfield makes a good point here too, where he is going for the best of both worlds, where he does engage in long periods of fasting and ketogenic type eating patterns, uh, but he also enjoys these evening celebratory binges in the kitchen uh, with his family, where they're making concoctions. He might be pounding uh, a large dose of carbohydrates in the evening time after, on a day where maybe he didn't eat much before 12 noon, but then he's doing these high-intensity workouts. And so by enjoying his evenings, and I've been known to enjoy my evening popcorn binges too, uh, you're ensuring that your glycogen is reloaded and that you're achieving hormone balance and all these things that we uh, want when we're uh, performing hard and doing these difficult workouts. Because again, uh, and a lot of females experience this uh, when they're pushing their bodies hard and also trying to go into uh, you know, keto to, to drop a little more excess body fat and things that are contrary to their genetic expectations for health and fertility, right? The female body does not want to shed excess body fat in the same manner that the male does because uh, fat is essential for reproduction, where in the male's case, uh, being lean is essential for reproduction, right? If you drop excess body fat, you're going to get a testosterone boost where the female is a little bit more high risk in this whole realm. 
So what we see often with females who are energetic and burning a lot of exercise calories and uh, maybe falling a little bit short on the diet side, uh, trying to restrict calories, is these compensatory mechanisms kick in uh, that can be no bueno, that can make you feel tired, sluggish, uh, lower daily energy levels, poor recovery from workouts because your body's struggling through what it perceives to be uh, sort of a a starvation journey where you're burning all this energy up every day, not eating sufficiently and needing to dial everything down just so you can uh, basically uh, be in survival mode. And L. Russ talks about this a lot in her great book, The Paleo Thyroid Solution, where she was checking off all the boxes. She was doing great. She was doing hot yoga several days a week. She was going for her lengthy swims and two-hour hikes and trying to uh, keep the carbs down and align with ketogenic dietary principles and all it was doing was down-regulating her thyroid function. A lot of people uh, get diagnosed with adrenal fatigue, adrenal dysfunction, uh, hypothyroid, and this is all a, a body reacting to what is in total an overly stressful pattern. So uh, back to the male side, I clearly identified that I was higher age groups, doing crazy-ass sprint and high-jump workouts, uh, poorly designed, I might add. So when I transitioned over to the high-intensity repeat training protocol where I was getting more rest in between hard efforts rather than trying to be a badass and do great sprinting and also not rest that much between efforts because I have such a great endurance base and I can make it through the workout, it's not, it's not about making it through the workout. It's about how well you respond in the next 36 to 48 to 72 hours, right? So I'm doing these workouts that are by design a little bit too tough uh, in the higher age group and uh, making a devoted restriction of all the, uh, the processed foods and keeping my carbohydrate intake down by default almost, but not making that concerted effort to eat as much nutritious food as possible. So it's been a winner for me to go looking for uh, you know, ample consumption of the good food, uh, not worrying too much about extended fasting. I routinely will fast maybe till midday, uh, but a lot of times I'm not as worried about that as I was when I was, for example, deep in the research uh, of writing the book, The Keto Reset Diet with Mark Sisson, you know, early on in the ketogenic movement. And we were pricking our fingers every single day and testing our blood ketone levels and engaging in extended fasting. And I think overall, that was a little bit too much for me personally. Again, looking at my body composition, my blood work, and having less justification to uh, dial down everything. So think about where you are on that spectrum and make sure that you don't kick in these compensatory mechanisms where you feel tired and sluggish because you're training so hard, so hard and uh, not consuming uh, a ton of food. Hey, that's a ton of fun right there. Thank you, listeners, for listening and for writing in. We love to hear from you. We answer everything. We consider everything. So if you have suggestions, feedback for the show, questions you'd love answered, write in to podcast at bradventures.com, podcast at bradventures.com. And if you can take just a brief moment to leave a five-star review for the show, that would be greatly appreciated. This is how more people find the show. Now it's much easier to leave a review. I think you can do it on your mobile device uh, with Apple Podcasts and the many other podcast players that uh, are, offer the, the chance to leave a review. And um, boy, sharing the show also, you can take a screenshot and text it and they'll find it themselves. 
or the wonderful podcast app that I use called Overcast allows you to push a button while you're listening to the show and create a clip of up to 90 seconds in length and then text that over to someone. You could say, listen to this guy blabbing. Do you think he knows what he's talking about? Whatever you want to do, uh, kind of preface the, the text message. They push play, they listen to it, and then they go and find the show and become a regular listener. So thanks for making the effort. I appreciate you so much. Have a great day. It's time to be all that you can be in 23, starting with a cold plunge to get a natural boost in energy, focus, discipline, and resilience. The plunge can provide you with all that brilliance. This is the ultimate home cold water therapy experience, a sleek, slick, custom-designed unit that gives you ready access to a cold bath of clean, filtered, circulating water that you can set to your desired temperature. Don't fool around lugging bags of ice from the supermarket for once-in-a-while action. Get the plunge so you will actually stick with your protocol and enjoy it. Visit thecoldplunge.com to learn all about this sensational product and the benefits of therapeutic cold water exposure. They'll deliver a plunge to your home for free, and then you have easy, simple setup, regular plug-in, and you're off and running. I set mine to 39. I don't spend a lot of time, but the experience is prime, and I'm focused and energized for a fantastic day and more resilient against all other forms of stress in life. Take the plunge, people, and also check out their new Rebounder Mini Trampoline to pair with plunging and optimize lymphatic function. It's all at thecoldplunge.com, and you can't lose with their generous 30-day money-back guarantee and special discount for BRAD podcast listeners using the code BRAD, thecoldplunge.com.